Welcome back to The Endless Stream. This is episode 23, and I'm Aiden. As usual, I'm joined by Kevin and Brian. Each week, we take some of The Endless Stream of content brought to you by Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney+, Hulu, Spotify, YouTube. Wherever you get your content, we're going to watch a chunk of it, and we're going to talk about it. This week, we are looking at What If, episode 2. We're looking at the Amazon Prime film, I'm Your Woman, as well as talking about sitcoms from the 90s and all of the trailers that have come out this week. Given the nature of these conversations, they are very spoiler-heavy, so if you haven't watched any of these things, maybe go off and give them a look and then come back to us. During the course of this episode, Brian will try and convince you that spoilers are irrelevant. You'll enjoy the thing regardless. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast or heading over to Instagram where you can follow us and see clips from the show and artwork we do to go inside with each episode. We are at The Endless Cast, and if you want to send us an email and get in touch, suggest something we should watch or voice a second opinion, you can reach out to us at theendlesscast at gmail.com. Once again, I'd like to remind everybody that we are running a competition at the moment. When we reach 150 followers, we will choose a follower at random, and we will do an illustration, black and white ink illustration of a character of your choice. So, so yeah, head over to Instagram, check out some of the artwork, give us a follow, tell a friend, spread the word of the endless stream. All of that being said, let's jump into the episode. How to start this week? I know how to start. Go on. Now, this went horribly wrong the last time I tried to do it. So I'm going to I'm going to preference this with some back de- back, back background details. Okay. In England, mm-hmm. there was a famous he's a famous comedian who has been on many shows and has worked with many other famous comedians like Jimmy Carr and I don't know any other famous British comedians. Probably Ricky Gervais. I don't like that other guy. He's obnoxious. I don't know his name. Frankie something. But his name is Sean Locke. He's a famous British comedian. You may have heard of him. He has passed away. Okay. 58. Did that go better than the last time you tried it? Una Stubbs. You didn't know who Una Stubbs was. Ah, yes, I suppose that's fair. Um, I wasn't Sorry. sure what the previous time you were referring to was. I tried to start with a background this time. Mm. Famous British comedian. Worked at like Jimmy Carr. And 8 out of 10 cats. And other panel shows. Has passed away. Which is very sad. Poor Sean Locke. I watched this a bit, a bit of it. I caught a bit of a special during the week. On Channel 4. In an episode of uh, 8 out of 10 cats. And God bless him. It's sad. Yeah. I'm not overly familiar with the man's stand up. Um, I've seen him on panel shows for a decade or longer. Yeah, that's, it's that's, a funny that's thing about it's a funny thing about comedians and stuff. Often I do find them as people funnier than I'd find their acts on stage, you know, like mm. I'm happier seeing them in a conversation or in a in a show like that. Even though I know there's a lot of written content, I know there's a lot of Oh god. Content. Yeah. Panel shows are scripted. Brian they're all scripted. <laughs> Brian, Brian, I literally just we were we were watching we were watching eight of ten cats with Emer and I was laughing at something really really hard and then I got sad because I remember that Brian just always tells me how panel shows are scripted and I said it to Emer. He's like, Do you know all panel shows are scripted? And she was like, Arden, and I was like, Yeah, Brian told me that. And it makes me sad every time I watch panel shows now because they're so heavy scripted when someone tells you. Yeah, yeah, but I do love them. I do think they're funny. Yeah. I would have but I can't watch them. Yeah. I, I, I can't do it. It's just trying to pass it off like this, you know, natural witty on the, you know, off the cuff kind of. And I, I Don't say that. Can't stand it. 
Don't say that. Hmm? It was real to me. It. <laughs> it was real. It was real to me. Don't say that. Do you not think, um, I'd like to think Mark Lamar, 90s, never mind the Buzzcocks, real. There are definitely moments in it that are. Yeah. I mean, you still got a show full of comedians. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And there are, there are moments like, there's a clip going around of Sean Locke. And like, I love it. Eight out of 10 cats says countdown. But over the period of time that it's gone on, I get more and more kind of frustrated with how much of the lead in is like there's 20 minutes of them just introducing each other and doing shtick. But there's a clip going around of him going, he won rectum of the year. Not rear of the year. Rectum of the year. (laughs) It's so funny. And everyone around them, like whether or not it's a bit from his act, whether or not whatever. The fact that the people on the panel are dying, that that's real. Like, I don't should you change your face, Brian. Um, <laughs> there's polite laughter that happens in these shows, for sure. Absolutely. But by the time somebody's fucking crying, like, yeah, there's there's some reality there. I have sure. to believe. I have to believe. Yeah. Uh, well, we can Sean Locke wrote some stuff for Bill Bailey. He wrote 15 Stories High, that show as well. Like, he, he was a comedy writer as well that, like, fed a lot of material to people. He was, he was great. And his death was a big surprise. I think I was kind of like, oh, God. Like, it's it's just he's somebody that I was like, you never consider that person dying. You think that person's safe for at least another 40 years. And there wasn't even a, like, note a of, m- like... A murmur. He's ill or anything, yeah. you know. Well, I think he had skin yeah. cancer before. Did I read that somewhere? He had skin cancer before or something. He worked on building sites, mm. and he, That's he got the suggestion. it from that. But uh, I think he died of lung cancer. But I was just going to say, is like, like I, I wouldn't have been like the biggest fan of Sean Locke, um, and like, like you, Aiden, I probably would haven't seen a full stand up. I may have, I may not. I wouldn't, have, but I wouldn't even remember if I did or not. But just like a, an absolute staple on. British TV panel shows and all kinds of stuff and I always found him very very funny like I do that little fella uh, Joel something he's very funny his whole stick is that he's small and timid and polite and he's intelligent he was on a Joel Domin? I don't know he was he was. Um, I saw Milk a Man the other day on Channel 4 like 8 out of 10 cats it's a bit I have no idea what's going on he milked Sean Bean he milked Yakult from his um others was this a fever dream or, or no i watched it was, it was on tv anyways i don't know why you guys are looking weird at me um but yeah i don't know right now like as in like he was just one of those guys wasn't he just a face on tv that like you kind of just like you know you grew up watching and it's very sad that he's passed away he had a good career he's a funny guy yeah there's there's people who when those shows start i go oh i'm gonna watch this one and he was he was one of those guys you know there's ones where the guest comes on and i'm like oh yeah yeah no not so sure um but um, yeah, it was sad. R.I.P. to Sean Locke. Is Frankie Boyle still alive? Is that that kind of? He is. He is. I don't. Like I him. can't speak to all the ins and outs of this, but it feels like Frankie Boyle kind of had a bit of a schism with the BBC. Withdrew. Did a lot of like region, say regional, but he did a lot more like live shows, writing books, doing stuff sort of quasi independently, or at least with the sort of Scottish end of things, and has kind of come back with his own strength behind him rather than being a part of um, Mock the Week, you know? But, like, you know, I'm all for, like, kind of dark dark humour and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes there's a line, don't be a cunt, and Frankie Boyle has some stuff that's just really cunty. Yes. Anyways, 
two greats in as many as a week. Nuno Stubbs and Sean Locke. So let's move briskly on. I always try to start each podcast with a they will be missed moment. Do you? No. No, it kind of ruins the mood for the rest of the episode if we start with death, doesn't it? Yeah, nice one, Kevin. No, we'll just cut this down and put it at the bottom of the episode. And then when okay, it's at, at, at the bottom of the episode where I say, I know how to start, people will be really confused. There's a new Eternals trailer. I liked it. I don't look like, it looks like, it's funny because it's like the first Eternals movie we're seeing. And I, I, for me, I kind of, it looks as epic as Endgame or something. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't even, I'm not even familiar with the characters by and large, you know, what I mean? but it just looks mm. quite epic. Um, looking forward to seeing more of some of the characters for sure. Angelina Jolie's character and her powers look amazing. Looking forward to seeing what to do with Kit Harrington as a Black Knight and stuff. Um, and then it's, it's Icarus, the guy with the laser eyes. I assume yeah. it's Icarus, yeah. But lots of laser eyes going on, but you know what? Cool. Yeah, I saw some, I saw some of the, like, Twitter backlash of like the other ripping off the Snyderverse with the guy with the fly flying with the fiery eyes and it's like he's got the same power set mostly and it's like okay you got you're just gonna have similarities because how else can you represent flying and fiery eyes? But you're like Cyclops. The they literally meant Cyclops' whole power just fire out of his eyes. But I like once people started saying he looked a little like like a kind of Superman thing, I suddenly went, oh cool. Actually, I really like the idea that now we have a Marvel universe. Superman, Superman character at least in terms of power set like he, he we'll have to see how he's played in terms of like temperament and, and uh, value system I didn't like the design of the main deviant oh did you not no hmm. looks looks underdeveloped kind of unoriginal not interesting little flat plasticky face yeah yeah he looked like a very yeah, kind of like a bionic, a little like a bionic and something like, reminded me of um, Alan Tudyk and iRobot. <gasps> I was just about to say that. I was, just, you know? I was like, I'm going to say iRobot, <laughs> but let's just see if he says it. <gasps> yeah, it, it's that. It's that very sort of just yeah. like kind of detached, basic just face. Kind of crap. Yeah. Um, I like the proportions on it. one of the characters. I don't know if it's the main villain. I think it might be. But I like the kind of like the, the proportions on the character. But um. But I, that was like I saw still taken from the trailer. I don't know if it, if it was actually him or not. I think they were very red looking. But anyways, it was cool looking. Do you That's, mean the, the big uh, eternal? Celestial. No, celestial, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, I know the Celestial is a big old Celestial stuff. No, I'm pretty sure this is a bad guy. If you're talking about the one where they're in, there's like a in the cave display holding. in yes. the middle. Yeah, I think that might just be a Celestial, possibly. Oh, okay. But I might be wrong. It could also be a deviant. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I thought it was just kind of like a, a little like hollow display of their celestial master. I think I know what that scene is. So it might also be a deviant. But I don't know if it's going into spoilers. This it's actually no, it's not because it's it's from the books. Yeah, we're all but, we're all in supposition mode. Yeah, Do it, we're doing so, lots of suppositing. I will. I mean, like I know the plot of the film because I read the leak. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, don't, don't well, say don't, anything. Don't right. do that. Don't do that. Yeah. But no, but it, it's why but, you Brian. Why do you do this to yourself? Why do you do that to yourself? Make another movie. I wanted to see if it was real. Brian, that's and still, it's, it's still look. Spoilers are bullshit. Look, you, look, don't don't spoil Fight Club. Don't spoil Empire Strikes Back or whatever. But by and large, spoilers don't really spoil your enjoyment of the film. Don't spoil Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No, it's it's proven. No, it isn't. <laughs> Scientifically. Mm, Brian, spoilers, no. spoilers don't really 
change your enjoyment of a film with the exception like i said of a big twist like your fight club or your empire strikes back but uh who yeah, hurt spoilers you? it's true who hurt you I know what happens in the film. It's not your fault. I, f- I feel no less excited about seeing the film. It's not your fault. That's fine. But if somebody says that they don't want to know it and you tell them, that causes them some form of displeasure. Oh, you mean like how you ruined Get Out for me? Who ruined Get Out for you, Brian? This get guy. How did I ruin Get yeah, Out? Yeah, you did. Rude. You told me the end of it before I'd seen it. Well, you don't like, you don't care about spoilers. Oh, hmm? oh, God. Yeah, but what did you just I say? I don't remember. I'm I don't remember. What did you just say? I said you don't care about spoilers. No, before that, what did you just say? I don't know. I don't even remember you the end of the movie. Somebody doesn't want to know a movie. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I tr- I generally don't tell people spoilers to things if I if I and know neither that they have seen it or whatever. And neither do I. So I sure. I resent your implication that I would do that when somebody doesn't want to know the end of a movie because I never said I would tell someone the end of the movie just because I know. Sure. Okay, but uh, this isn't worth it. Anyway, moving on. I'm pretty uh, good. No, at, no, no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm let's no, let's please. let's let's sit in the awkwardness for a moment because you went there. What I I said that you said that spoilers anyway, don't ruin a film for people. I think I know I what that some people scene don't want spoilers. is. I think that scene is probably where they're getting briefed yeah. by the Celestials it, as to their purpose. It looks it looks like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a spoiler. That's from the books. Yeah, I've, sure. I've seen many films where holograms are projected in the middle of a room surrounded by people. That's some sort of debriefing. And I figured that must be, mm. must be what it is. Yeah. So it's either a celestial or a deviant. But either way, I don't like the deviant design. Yeah. Kind of blah. Yeah. Um, I'd love to. I, I guess it's worth looking back at the Kirby stuff and seeing what the deviant designs actually look like. Probably yeah. don't. Not like that. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling these look like, more like the John Romita Jr. stuff. I do like the trailer though, and I think I, I, you know I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I don't like that. I still can't tell the the Game of Thrones boys apart, and putting them in you know tight jeans and half length leather jackets. Both, I'm still looking at them going. Okay, one of them's got grey hair. Which one is the? That that'll be your face blindness. It's a real problem. I, like I was thinking about this earlier, and was just like, when you stick them in the same costumes in in the Marvel thing, like I can't tell them apart. And then I went, oh, I couldn't do it in Game of Thrones either. But then I guess they're kind of wearing the same shit in Game of Thrones as well, oh, just like black medieval to, stuff. And to be honest, I I for half of Game of Thrones, I don't know who was who, where they were going, names of names. People would be like telling me stuff about Game they, of Thrones, like which one's that? Show me a picture. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, oh my god. They don't look that alike, though. They don't. A hundred percent, they don't. No, I can I tell the difference it. of those guys. I'm just saying, yeah. in Game of Thrones, I would struggle. I would have struggled with that. I, I understand entirely that they do not look that alike, but it's just like when I'm watching that trailer, cutting from one shot to the next, and it's like just a shape. You know, sometimes where it's a weirdly enough, though, he strong. does look like Sebastian Stan. Is the weird thing? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The Black Knight. No. No. Which one looks like Sebastian Stan? Robert Stark. What's his name? Icarus. I'm blanking on his name. What's his name? Stephen. No. Jon Snow? No, that's no. that's Kit Harrington. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, he I'm was in blanking. The Bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was also Did in, he um... have that accent in Game of Thrones? No, I don't think so. 
but he has it I in think, Eternals. I, I think he's Scottish. I think he actually is Scottish, so that's where. Okay, but he like Richard Madden. Soften that sh- fuck off. That's his name. I've never heard that name ever. Don't know why you told me to fuck <laughs> off. It's not my problem. That's not his anyway, name. Yes, Richard Madden it, looks it like is. Sebastian Stan. Is that his here. name? Yeah, what's wrong with his name? Dick Madden. Dick Mad. <laughs> Brian, you kind of robbed my joke there, but you did it better than me. I hate you. <laughs> That's the story of my life, really. But uh, maybe I should be comedy writer, kind of. But how do I get through 10 years of Game of Thrones? Because he wasn't in 10 years. Well, he was in like true, but... three years, maybe. But how do I get through all of that and still get confronted with his name and go, I have never heard that fucking name? Is your name blindness also kicking in? But it's like, it's like um, the guy in Ant-Man who is married to Ant-Man's ex-wife. He's in lots of things. He's had even his own TV shows and different things like that. His name is Danny Calabero or something. Bobby Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale, yeah. He's great. He's great. But like, like I, I, I'm more familiar with him than I am Rich Man and I wouldn't know his name. And he's been brilliant in everything. He has. He, he pops up in so much stuff. And like yeah. a wide range of things. He's in The Irishman. Oh, he's so good. Station agent. That's the first time I saw him. Excellent. Uh, I, I have I, a I, feeling I, I, he I, I, pops I, I, up in like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, yeah, he was in one of those shows. I think he was a cop in one of the sitcoms. Maybe not Everybody Loves Raymond. It could have been King of Queens or something. I don't know. Maybe he was in King of Queens. Anyway. I know. Anyways, the, he's, he's, he's cool. Can I... I want to... feel out a potential spoiler. For? But I think it's one of... For Eternals. Dude, you, you you told us you just read the whole synopsis, so how can you tell us a potential spoiler without saying it's just an actual spoiler? No, I want, I want, I want to feel out telling you a potential spoiler. Have you read the Neil Gaiman, John Romita Jr. run, Kevin? Uh, Brian, that, that, that was my, that was a direct a question directed sorry, towards me. Sorry that, Brian, sorry, sorry. Brian, can I finish? Aiden, if you, if you could say the name <laughs> at sick. the top of the question. First. <laughs> yes, actually. Uh, this is to the Athlone delegate. If you could please uh, inform us as to whether or not you have read I mean, you the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the run of The Eternals as written by Neil Gaiman and illustrated by John Romita Jr., son of the great John Romita. Um, I plead the fifth. If I could just say one thing. <laughs> Kevin yields his time back to the floor. Brian, rebuttal. Potential. Well, not not really a spoiler. Just say it. We'll cut it if need be. Well, it, well, I I don't know if you necessarily want to hear it either, but I think it's one of those ones that an audience would be better off knowing ahead of seeing something. Wait, that's a very confusing question. The audience is better off knowing. Kevin, going to take your earphones out. Audience... Take your take your okay. earphones out until I wave. Brian, say it. Yeah. Take your okay. earphones out until I wave. Are you sure, Aiden? Yeah, go. Okay, you sure? You have my consent. Give it to okay. me. Okay. Um, don't expect a lot of Black Knight. It's just introducing him as Dane Watson. He does not become Black Knight in the film. Cool. Yeah, I kind of figured as much because we haven't seen a costume or anything at this point. Going to bring him back. But I think a lot of people are expecting that and I think they'd be disappointed to find... 
I, I think I think you'd be okay to hear this, Kevin. Um, it, it's not. Con- I'm gonna I'm gonna I couch it a little it. differently. I'm gonna couch it a little differently. Um, Brian is suggesting that we should not be too overly. Uh, uh, we shouldn't expect anticipatory. Yes, of um, much Black Knight action. We've got the character in it, but we don't know that we're going to see him suit up or anything. You know. Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. In the yeah, same I... way that we've seen, you know. Um, What's her name? Hellcat and stuff like we've seen people in series before. And we're like, well, that's definitely someone that can do something with that if they I, want to. I loved Trisha in Jessica Jones. I thought she was awesome. I didn't watch season two because I think maybe Brian warned me that it's not so good or something or she wasn't that good or something. I can't remember. But I really, season two? really, I can't remember if it's season two or three. Was so it's just more of a three. We didn't watch season three. I, I need to watch season three of Jessica Jones. Should we watch that? I'm fully vaccinated, vaccinated now, so you can come over and we can binge it. Wait, wait, wait. I am, I'm like 18 hour coverage from my father. <laughs> 18 hours a day. I can't go okay. anywhere. Okay, I'll come over to you. The three of you there. can watch season three. <laughs> yeah, I'm only joking. <laughs> I, know, I understand the situation. Yeah, I yeah. just want to see you guys in real life. Yeah. Oh, Brian, you were um, house sitting this weekend? I am. You are? Oh, yeah. So you just come over to, to, to yours now, and then you're going to go back, is it? Yep. Okay, yep. okay. So you can yep. cut that from the podcast, obviously, if you don't need to know that. But you're hosted in this weekend. Mm-hmm. How's that going? Spooky. Mm. Spooky times. Why? Whose who's spooky house are you sitting in? Well, the house isn't spooky, but I, I had a spooky night. Um, I got messages t- at four in the morning. Tell us about your spooky night. Spooky night. Um... I was asleep. Kit Harrington I... being all spooky. Ooh, I'd like that. I I went to bed, I think, at around between one and two. I'm not sure. And it was three o'clock before I kind of went to sleep. And I was awoken at around sometime after four. So I'm dog sitting for my brother. And I brought my dog over. His two dogs are downstairs. And I brought my dog upstairs with me. So Marla is in the room with me. His two dogs are downstairs. And Marla wakes me. And I hear a lot of noise. And it seems like it's coming from the attic. And I'm like, maybe it's, I don't know, could be... Wasn't sure if it was raining or not, but I thought maybe maybe if it's kind of raining heavily, maybe it's kind of hitting something somewhere on the roof and it's kind of reverberating in a particular way. And it was like, I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just house noises. Try to go back to sleep. And it was happening a lot. A lot of noise. And I thought maybe it's maybe it's the neighbors, maybe they're doing something. And the way the houses are connected, maybe it's making some noise. But it sounded like it was coming from the attic. And it sounded like like a lot of activity. I was like, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fine. Kind of thought nothing of it. Every time I started to drift off, there's like a lot of noise. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I, 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 Marla is now sitting up and she's staring at the door. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? She's stressing out. So I'm starting to get a little nervous at this time and I'm, I, I I don't know what it is try to ignore it try to go back to sleep and then I hear 
one of his dogs crying and it's kind of weird it's like why is his dog crying what's what's going on why is the dog crying and it's like i'm sure she's fine it's like i don't know why she's crying but again i try to ignore it but eventually she's crying a lot so like i better go up and check and the second i open the door to the bedroom one of his dogs from downstairs bolts into the room and hides around the corner and i'm like what is happening so it's around half four now and his dog is freaking out and marla is kind of very alert and she's like sniffing around the place and walking around so i get up and i i kind of check the rooms with my phone and uh i go into one of the rooms there's a, a bucket in there so i pick that up and <laughs> i start kind of you know searching room by room with sorry the flashlight just, on my just phone. For, for those at home who do not know what a bucket is care to elaborate because i had to google it <laughs> sorry <laughs> i googled it this morning <laughs> it's not the nice thing for your girlfriend to wake up to you googling your bucket yeah why are you googling buckets <laughs> it's too early you ruined my joke god i, I oh sorry brian <laughs> sorry you edited it come on uh it's a it's kendo sword practice sword so a heavy wooden sword so i picked that up and i'm walking around checking room by room i can't see anything going on but went downstairs um his dog is hiding upstairs marla's kind of following me around but she's kind of cautious i had no idea what was going on i checked the rooms and marla eventually went back upstairs by herself and she started checking out the rest of the rooms as well and i don't know what it was it was very strange but i did not go back to sleep oh really it was weird yeah it was every time i started to doze off there was like loud noise i don't know what it was so i texted kev because i was fully sure i was going to die it's like if anybody wonders what happened to me yeah there'll be a, a text message um you know explaining that i was experiencing some spooky stuff and i was asleep well people in your neighborhood that you could have texted you texted kevin yeah, but I'd be the only one that would yeah. believe him and do something about it. Wasn't it. So much, it wasn't so much for help. I, I just expected I was going to be dead. Oh. So it wasn't so much for help. It was just that if people were saying, hey, what happened? There would be a text right. saying. Yeah, but I'd, spooky stuff. I'd be the only one willing to transverse the planes of existence and try and find Brian's damn soul somewhere out there. Which is to say, he'd say a few Hail Marys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd do it, and I, I'd I'd be like, um, say a deck of the rosary for you. Yeah, no, I well, yes, and I'd also be like doing spooky stuff to find him. You'd be doing spooky stuff. I'd be doing spooky stuff to find him with your bucket in your hand. Yep. So that's the Eternals. Um, we're getting close now. Last thing on the Eternals. Well, last thing for me. Did you text? Did you, did you text your brother? And ask, I did because sorry, that's the other thing. I don't think he's got an attic. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what? yeah, I don't know. So they were just pigeons when, when on the I, roof. But like before the morning. Yeah, like a lot of noise. And like. So much so that it was freaking the dogs out. Yeah, but the so. fact that Marla was going in that room herself, scoping them out, is pretty freaking terrifying. Yeah. But you're lucky you had, like, obviously you had all the dogs there, um, and they're all, like, you know, great dogs, but you're lucky you have Marla there because Marla, I think, would mm. eat the face off of anybody who kind of i think coughed in your direction so yeah 
Well, yeah, that, that was that. That's what kind of. That's why. I, I went from kind of going, it's just, you know, some kind of noise to kind of going, all right, Marla yeah. is now curious. So it's funny. I should be we, curious. We've, we've all seen <laughs> enough movies as well where we see somebody like dismiss the dog being yeah, anxious it's... and then a werewolf shows up or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, also not to, not to say that Marla is a particularly aggressive dog. I'm just not sure Marla knows where Brian, where she ends and Brian starts. She's very bonded and connected to him that I think she just... She wouldn't be able to see outside of. So, are you staying there again tonight? Oh yeah. Oh, I wish I could go there. Sorry, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't need four dogs in the house, (laughs) freaking us out. (laughs) I'd love that. So, back on the Eternals. uh, If anybody watches, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of videos discussing the trailer, and I've seen a lot of articles discussing the trailer and stuff. There's a lot of people that are. That have clearly read the leak, but are passing off oh, bullshit as their theories. Yeah, um, that's not nice. like, I think this. And it's like you fucking read the post. You read the same post I did. Stop trying to. Yeah. So take care if you're if you kind of consume any of that stuff because there is. Yeah, people are leaking stuff, but ah, okay. trying to pass it off as a theory. I, yeah. Okay, okay, I don't. So that's that's fair enough. Um, anybody who's listening. Yeah, anybody who yeah. is listening to this and would talk to me in person, you know me well enough not to not to be spouting theories at me and trying to pass this stuff off as your own because I will not stand for it. Well, what 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 Eternals should people read if they want to read Eternals before the movie comes out? Gaiman's run. Yeah, Gaiman's run. It's it's the most That's straightforward. It. It's nice looking. It's okay. It's um pretty engaging like uh, the the older stuff is a bit i don't know it's a bit chaotic like uh, people talked about what kirby did when he was given free reign as like he just threw everything he had and this this is not to be you know in any way taken as a negative i suppose but he just threw everything he had into every page and every story and it didn't entirely connect with the sales base at the time but as people have sort of pointed out that like (laughs) what the way didn't I... connect with the sales space. Did I phrase that wrong? So, no, it's just an interesting way of saying it. Well, it was unpopular and flopped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say that, like, um, I haven't read or haven't, like, yeah, that Stanley. You might also say that it's bad, you know. But the end of that sentence is that, coupled with his reputation as Kirby, King of Comics, and and what he created creators have been going back to the well of stuff he put in those issues for a long time and pulling stuff out and you know giving it a little room to breathe on its own and hmm. you know it's been a a, a, a what a, a sort of good little repository of stuff to build on yes you know? yes fair. so there, there's there's gold in there it's just buried it's just a bit chaotic to try and wade through yourself and um. Yeah, because like I, like I said, I was reading that Stan Lee book, and it's kind of a case of... Um, Flopped and was bad. The Aiden O'Sullivan story. Oof. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, never it's, like, to me, yeah. it's like... Um, it's all right for those aliens, because now Viagra is over the counter. Ooh, cool. You don't need prescriptions for it anymore. Jack Kirby needed Stan Lee to a degree or as a writer or a more stringent editor because he did have a tendency, if you gave him free reign, to get a little bit like, 
point you with this stuff and it's just like I, that's why I always feel like Stanley and um, Jack Kirby did just do just were a good team whatever side of the fence you're on who's credit for what it's like personally I just I just it's just like Stanley and Kirby are marvel to me anyways at the end of the day hmm. and I'll, I'll have to get a Jack Kirby tattoo at some stage oh you don't have feel, oh you, no, you've got Stan, Stan on one leg right yeah but I feel bad not having poor old Jack do you have a space on the opposite leg to have yeah, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Well, could would, you do I'm... like a symmetrical? No, I don't want to do that. Could you? Could you put it in such a way that you could make him kiss? I could make on the it back really of your butt cheek. I could make it real small. Um, Jack Kirby standing on top of Stanley's head, kissing him, kissing the ground, but that looks a little bit. No, like I, I want, I want two separate body parts. Yeah, you're gonna want to. Put and it to like the back to of your hamstring, so maybe, or on your butt, so that when you sit down, their faces meet. Or if 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 one face was like on your thigh and the other was on your calf, so that when you bent your legs and hmm. they come together, that their their mouths would be kissing. I could just do little portraits on this part of my hand, and then they go. It can also be headbutting. It doesn't have to be romantic. Um, anyways, yeah. Send suggestions to us for what tattoos you want Kev to get and wear on his body part and what you would like them to be doing to each other. Where are my body parts? That's up to the listeners. <laughs> oh. Aiden, put Correct. the poll on the... You can send tattoo <laughs> suggestions to theendlessstream at gmail.com. Theendlessstream at gmail.com. And you can follow us over at The Endless Cast on Instagram or TikTok. Do we have content on TikTok? Some. See, you're on TikTok. Sort of. Seeing your face on it. Shifting this conversation slightly, but also staying in the Marvel world. A couple of promo clips for Shang-Chi this week. Are they doing a lot of that, or is it just me? That's the usual amount. It's the usual amount. I, was, I read that they were accused of... Um, not promoted this movie enough because it was uh, basically I read an article that said Disney where somebody essentially had accused Disney of not promoting the movie enough because on the basis of it being a, a more of an Asian but like, I think that's so I, 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 okay I'm not saying that's not true it could very well be true however I just think like nobody in the right mind would put this much money into a movie and then not promote it like what's the purpose well, the, of it the, the comparative thing is the the drive and the hype that built up around Black Panther and the sort of the, the whole like cultural embrace that that, that movie received um, but I don't know how much of that was you know the mechanism of Hollywood making that happen versus how much of it was you know just people embraced that character and were happy to see it and to be fair, the Black Panther had a little more of a lead-in coming in from Civil War. People were hyped to see this character. Nobody yeah, had true. seen Shang-Chi and, before. And like kind of even like kind of say like before Civil War and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had a massive poster of John Romita Jr.'s Black Panther run from like oh my god, I don't know, two thousand and bloody maybe three or four or five, I can't remember. But mm. I had a massive John Romita poster in my room, like a character I was super, super familiar with. They had an animated they had animated that series I think for BET at one stage and stuff and I'd watched it like kind of Black Panther had a massive following where Shang-Chi is a bit more uh, unknown to the general masses you know yeah so and uh, like I don't I don't maybe I'm maybe I'm off base in suggesting this but like 
I don't think that there's a big Asian following for Shang Chi in the same way that there's a big you know African American following for the Black Panther. Am I am I way off base on that or? I don't know. I couldn't comment. Uh, I, I not in a bad way. I just I don't know. Um, but I think it's I think it's you know I, I, I mean I'm great. I'm really looking forward to it. That bus fight scene looks cool now, and like I I said to you, Brian, that like it looks like they've either polished the effects on it or something but there's like this little snap kick he does in both directions towards the end of the fight and first trailer we saw that looked very floaty and it looks like they've done he just kind of went up and then came down and you just sort of had enough time to sort of read the legs close and it's like that needs to be quicker and it looks quicker now so somebody did a second pass on I think I think the kind speed of on that fight I think if you think about the future the MCU and stuff and like like Anthony Mackie signed on to do Captain America 4 which is like crazy exciting I watched his performance in a TV show called Solace I think it is or Solos and um, Solos he, yeah I, I just think Anthony Mackie is such an underrated actor to a degree obviously he's not because he has these huge roles but like the guy, like, don't dismiss him for just being a, a Captain America or Falcon guy he can act the fuck out of shit you know and uh, he's awesome but like the idea that we're gonna have a, like a Shang-Chi and a Captain America driven kind of like Marvel phase and all that kind of stuff is very 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 exciting and they announced that Iron Heart is gonna feature in Wakanda Forever the next Black Panther oh, cool. movie she's gonna cameo oh, she, that's gonna be her first appearance in the lead into her own show and all that kind of stuff like so that's gonna be awesome I think I think there's some exciting stuff I think the MCU is gonna Gonna kind of like it's gonna obviously have a big impact on the on the Marvel universe outside of the movies and stuff. Um, as mm-hmm. these characters gain more popularity and they're pushing these characters and stuff. Pretty exciting stuff, though. Really exciting mm. stuff. Could be so, it's gonna be a nice change to this. Like it's like you know the way what if wasn't enough of a kind of change. I think the stuff that's coming from the MCU is gonna be really really nice and really refreshing. So do you think? And this is as much addressed at Brian as it is yourself, Kev. Um, we talked about um, you know what's setting up and what's coming and how you know we're getting pretty close to what's supposed to be the release of a Spider-Man movie we haven't seen a trailer yet the suggestion is or the rumbling is that you know maybe they're going to push it until they've got clear run on cinemas and ensure their box office is there any chance that what they're doing in What If is going to play into it in such a way that we're going to see a trailer at the end of the run of What If? Brian knows these things better than me. I haven't got a clue. Like, do you think we get to the end? Like, last last episode of What If goes up and the Spider-Man trailer goes up at the same day? Possibly. Like, I think... I think the trailer thing has more to do with them not being certain of a release date Hmm. and less to do with it depending on anything um i think what if is going to lead into it in some way it's going to maybe set up some elements of yeah of the storyline there but i don't think it's as dependent on the series i think the trailer thing is more to do with uh, the release date date and box office i think yeah we're, we're, we're still kind of talking about it a little bit but like because we did talk about this last week at Touch um, I guess you have to remember that that Spider-Man movie is a Sony movie and Disney can push on with Eternals and Shang-Chi and Black Widow and their shows because they know worst comes to worst they do the exclusive access streaming on Disney and they, they push ahead and they release 
but they don't necessarily have that sway over Sony's take on Spider-Man. Sony get to say when that gets released. But I'm sure they kind of have it in their head that, like, we're doing stuff that connects here. Please line up with us, you know? I don't think it'll be the end of the world if they don't, but I think they'd want them to. Any chance Disney put it up? Far From Home on Disney Plus? Uh, I don't or know if it is yet, but it's it, they, they recently signed a deal to get those movies back, but I don't even think it's a case of them not having a platform to host it. I think it's more that the studios were only willing to do that when they absolutely had to. Mm. Like, there's, there's no plan to have Shang-Chi in... On Disney Plus, they they want that in the cinema. So basically, from September onwards, they're kind of committing to the theatrical releases, the box office theatrical things. So yeah, I don't think they even want to. I don't think they even want to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go to the cinema. I say that as if I don't want to, but it's just like it's just a little bit of a logistical thing on my end to find two hours. But I'm looking forward to it. Is it out on the third or the seventh? For some reason, I had the seventh in my head, but I keep seeing the third. Yeah, I thought the third. Okay, maybe it's the third. I know you guys didn't watch the trailer for this, but I just watched the trailer for a movie called Best Sellers. This is a... Looks like it's just a sort of like gentle comedy thing in the sort of vein of, you know, uh, My Favorite Year or Get Him to the Greek, where a young executive type is put in charge of ensuring a older... Uh, celebrity of some variety goes on a book tour, you know. So in this instance, it's Aubrey Plaza is trying to boost sales of, uh, you know, their their books. And it's a small publishing company or even a large publishing company. It's hard to tell from the trailer. And they dig out uh, Michael Caine's old, drunken, cantankerous bastard self who apparently owes them a book for 30 years and he gets them to write it and they go on a tour. And it looks like a nice sort of gentle comedy in the vein of like, you remember the Duke that I talked about a few weeks back with um, uh, I think Ellen Mirren and Jim Broadbent with a steel painting I like that sort of thing um, I'm looking oh, yes. forward to that so that looks like uh, it's got a release September 17th as well Aubrey Plaza is somebody who will bring me to a film she's usually very funny even in like Dirty Grandpa with Robert De Niro is it Dirty Grandpa? Yeah. Or Bad Grandpa? One of them Bad which, Grandpa which is, which is the one with um, Johnny Knoxville come on Brian you know Bad I think it was bad. Bad grandpa. Okay, can't remember. I mixed them up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but good films. But yeah, I like. I just I like seeing Michael Caine in things as well. She was just sixteen years old. Brian does a better one. <laughs> better impression of somebody doing an impression of Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> that was your impression of Brian doing an impression of Michael Caine. So. No, that was my impression of who does a Brian. Was it Coogan's one? Or? Yes. Well, one of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coogan or Brighton, basically. I, I did not like Get Him to the Greek. I think Get Him to the Greek is very, very flawed, but I enjoy large chunks of it. That's a Jordan Hill one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of, I kind of remember it. I yeah, I do remember it. wasn't It wasn't as good as Forget Sherry Marshall. I like that movie. I don't I like, like that, that movie. I like that one. I don't. There's a there's a lot of stuff in Get Him to the Greek to do with his girlfriend that was just weird. Was was with that Rose that was Byrne. yeah, but like yeah, I I like her. She's a Rose brilliant Byrne? actor. 
Yes. That's... I thought it was Elizabeth Moss was his girlfriend. Oh, no. Jonah Hill's girlfriend is Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. Rose yeah. Byrne is Russell Brand's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Rose Byrne from, from the X-Men. Sure. Yes. Because she's Maria Taggart in the X-Men. Isn't she? Moira. 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 Yep. Moira Taggart, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well... She's a, she's she's an amazing actor, and normally when she's I great, see her, yeah. In, yeah, normally when I, when I if she's in something, it's just like yeah, it's gonna be good. Um, I don't remember. Mm. Any, why? <laughs> I don't think that's true, but I like why? her in things. Because I, I love, think I, I think if I went through her IMDb now, I'd find a bunch of garbage. But oh, I, I love, also think she I love bad neighbors she makes two. good things. So good, so good with Seth Seth Rogen. She's brilliant. Um, I, I like her. Anyways, I think she's good. I think she's brilliant in a lot of things. Yeah, I do. Um, more good than bad for sure but uh i don't remember who i don't remember jonah hill's girlfriend in it or how that was problematic but yeah um hmm. he just did a lot of shitty things but they you know kind of blamed it on the girlfriend it's like he's allowed to do that because his girlfriend sucks it's like well they broke up hmm. they broke up okay okay i don't remember at all anyways and hmm. um, i i did did i watch any other trailers this week also the songs were garbage they didn't bother to write any good songs you can't make a film about it like write a, it's write a fucking few songs there's, there's plenty that, of films that, that did annoy me songs. as well because even from a position of like look I'll, I'll bow to your taste in music but like i was listening to it going okay tune's fine and then they just wrote shitty lyrics and i'm like if you just wrote something a little more Awful. possible Awful. you know they just they got lost in the joke of the character and didn't write you know just he's supposed to be a rock star write them write them a little more just straight line you know write some good songs yeah um sorry kevin we cut across you you were saying did you watch any other trailers no i'm trying to think uh, did i watch any other trailers this week um you sent something else to the, to the group chat. Aided, oh, you? I did. I sent something this morning, which was there's a new He-Man cartoon. Oh, well, see, my and brother, I think we should watch a new He-Man in the Masters of the Universe cartoon. Well, my brother said this to me ages ago that they were releasing two He-Man cartoons. One was more for the kind of the the original fan base, and one being for more for kids. Yeah, I did. I didn't realize this, and and watching this trailer, I'm going, fucking hell! Like, what are people complaining about in this other one? When there's an immediately another He-Man cartoon coming, and the, this He-Man cartoon is like, well, this is definitely He-Man as a hero with a supporting team. Like, what the fuck are you moaning about? Mm. Um, it looks fun. It, it's really goofy, cartoony, big caricature character. You know, he's... Right, so I've seen it's kind of like a CG... I was going to say, like, Thundercats Go. Was that the name of that show? Dun, 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 like, it looks like it's got a, a lot of broad humor to it big chunky mm. 3d characters i think it mm. looks good awesome um it's nice to look at anyway um yeah. if a, if a bit much but still fun smacks of europe if you ask me Ugh, gross um, the, con- the continent yeah vile place awful place what i have been doing for the last two weeks and it has affected my consumption of actual new good content but i went to my library of dvds and took off the shelf my complete set of news radio and Spin City and began watching some throwback 90s sitcoms. What's um, news radio? News radio is a sitcom that ran from, I think, 94 to 90, well, maybe 2000. It had a sort of five, okay. six year run. I'll see, um, if I, I'll see if I recognize it. And if I don't recognize it, 
Just so it had uh, Dave Foley from I think Kids in the Hall was the Canadian comedy group that yeah. he came out of. Uh, Steve Roots is the guy who owned the station manager. Phil Hartman as the on radio guy. Yay. Hmm. Yay. Yay. You like Steve Hartman or uh, Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman. Um, uh, Candy Alexander is one of the the other radio hosts. Maura Tierney. Unless we not forget my personal favorite, my idol, my guru. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, so uh, Brian's favorite guy in um, in podcasting and somebody who he subscribes to a lot too for sort of, you know, uh, guidance just on how to be follow, Joe Rogan. Just follow him. Joe Rogan. You know. But yeah. advice, just direction, guidance. He's a very balanced individual, though. You know, he gives each side a, a, a chance to get their points across. But I was I was watching news radio because I realized that, like, I think I watched it when it was on Paramount Comedy Channel. Steve Root, Phil Hartman, uh, Dave Foley. Th- there were enough people in it that I went, you know what? I haven't actually watched this show much. Like, I watched it a bit when it was on Comedy Central, Paramount Comedy Channel, as it was back then. Um, but I didn't have any real strong memories of it, so I just went and threw it on, and it's it's fun. Very very like dated now, of course, but that brought me to going. Do you know what I haven't seen in fucking ever is Spin City. Did you guys watch Spin City at all? Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked that show when it was on. Like Barry Bostwick was the mayor, Michael J. Fox the deputy mayor, um, and then a whole bunch of people under who I can never remember any of them beyond Richard Kind and Alan Rook, Connie Britton. Connie Britton probably probably a little bit highbrow for me at the at, really? at that age. Well, what age are you when you're watching? Ten. I was like what six. Okay. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Is that fair? <laughs> I suppose you weren't quite getting the sort of uh, post Sorkin's American President vibe that the show was bringing, and a little bit pre West Wing energy with the little walk and talks around the set yeah um, no 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 as far as I knew I was like well to Marty he was in that Aaron Sorkin movie The American President and that rolled into this sitcom now I don't know if one led to the other but like it was interesting following that kind of Sorkin chain because West Wing didn't come out until I think two three years later um, after Spin City um, but it's there are loads of sitcoms that you don't see on television anymore and that's just you know I guess reality and I guess I was slightly skewed by the idea that like Friends is still on the goddamn television you know it's it's still on and it's that era it's earlier than that it's 94 or something it started 93 and I was looking at this going what is it about this show that isn't I haven't seen it on reruns in anywhere near the same amount and the pilot of it uh, basically answered my question where Barry Bostwick's mayor is at a press conference and is you know they're they're worried that he's going to answer a, a question about the unions wrong and he gets through it very well and he gives the sort of the soundbite answer and then somebody says, will you be marching in this year's Pride Parade? And he responds, what are you, drunk? And the whole, the rest of the episode is then about, right, we need to have a gay staff member in order to play off this seemingly homophobic response 
that has been given to this show. So it doesn't become the whole show, but there is this dynamic between the character Carter, who they hire because he is gay, and um, Stuart, who is the other sort of deputy mayor, mayor's assistant kind of thing. It's interesting watching it back. And like, I don't know, maybe I guess I have to arrive at some sort of point to allow you guys to engage because I start to feel like I'm just talking at faces here. But like, it's interesting watching it back going. The intent of this show was to bring to television more gay characters that weren't caricatures and bring to light um, gay issues. And I don't know that that was the intent of the whole show, but I got five episodes in and there were three episodes that dealt with gay marriage, uh, needle exchanges in order to prevent the spread of AIDS through Manhattan and, you know, representation of the staff of the the mayor of New York to better advocate for gay rights in New York City. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of advocacy for the first sort of half dozen episodes of a brand new sitcom, you know. And they present this character as somebody who is not a caricature of what a gay person is you know but there is then this dynamic of this Stuart character who's homophobic who's just making like you know he wakes up in a room with him after a night out and assumes something has happened you know so I don't know am I overthinking it is that is this the level of content that would keep them from showing it in reruns like I I think the, the pairing with Stuart was very deliberate yeah it was kind of smart as well because you've got an overtly sexist homophobic character Mm. who is actually good friends with the I mean I guess like a token gay character you know mm-hmm. but it I think it was a very deliberate way to cast a more positive depiction of a gay character mm-hmm. because you had him beside this you know, like Stuart's, Stuart's ultimately, if I remember kind of correct, like he's ultimately kind of harmless mm. and ultimately well-intentioned, but just kind of vile on the surface. And you've got him partnered with this, this clever, sensible, thoughtful gay character. Yeah, and it's like, you, you, you could, you could, with his bullshit as well. Yeah. And you, you couldn't possibly... You know, you just place him beside Stuart and it's automatically a more positive depiction of a character and it's not it's not a caricature where they're kind of a feast or effeminate or anything. Mm-hmm. He's actually And that that is so much of the representation in sitcoms. Like when we think back as well to like even I mean going way back to like English English stuff where it's just like Mr. Humphreys and are you being served? Like it's real yeah, like it's, it's it's not a shrieking man you know mm. acting like kind of a you know it, it, not in any of these kind of negative kind of stereotypes you know yeah. and anybody who would have had you know i mean it, it, it's it's kind of representation at the end of the day you know a lot of people aren't they maybe don't realize that they're actually having interactions with kind of gay people in their day-to-day life and then the only time they ever actually see it is on TV when it's this ridiculous caricature and then, you know, it's kind of anybody who's kind of less exposed to that in their daily life 
you know, suddenly if, if they're kind of seeing representation on TV where he's beside this character who the show almost just challenges you to kind of like anything Stuart does. It's like, how could you possibly, if you associate with Stuart, you know, you need to take a look at yourself. Mm. Essentially, you know, somebody would have to be really lacking in self-awareness to not kind of identify with Stuart and kind of say, do I need to check my behavior or something? And then you place him beside character and that like just the fact that they're able to have a friendship and interact and that character is like, you know, just always looks better by comparison. Mm -hmm. I think that was a very deliberate thing to, to kind of, you know, give him more. I mean, I'm sure you sure this, you could probably still criticize aspects of car characters, you know, characterization and stuff. But I think it was mm -hmm. very deliberate to say, no, we actually need to start doing this in a more positive light. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. I guess I thought back on it as a very sort of harmless piece of candy floss television and was very surprised to look back at it, the first six episodes and go oh wow they're really they really are doing something here or trying to do something and I guess I was wondering was it is it a case of the representation is just the representation and the way they go about it is just rudimentary enough or just like it's best intentioned but it's best left off television now you know like it was a good step forward but it's a clunky piece of something to bring forward or am I just overthinking the hell out of this altogether and it's just a little bit dated and they can make more money selling other shows in disindication I think it's probably less dated than Friends in a lot of ways yep you, you could probably count on one hand how many yeah. gay yeah. or characters of colour appeared in 10 seasons of Friends mm -hmm. there's probably three I can only think of two off the top of my head there I think I think Joey's dance instructor at an audition or something was possibly black. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And I think Gabrielle Union was in it. And those are the only two black people off the top of my head I can think of. Um, is that the actor that they introduced literally to diversify the cast? Because they did that at yeah. one stage. Ross's partner. So, mm. That was towards yeah. the end of the season. So I, I think it's... Well. I, I think multi-camera sitcoms are just dated anyway. Um, and I think Spin City is probably probably holds up better than Friends, I would imagine. Be my guess. Yeah, I I just thought it was kind of funny that like I can't. It's very hard to find the damn thing, and it's not it's not shown anywhere. And Michael, like in the first few episodes, again, I guess it's just I, the pedigree of where it was coming from meant that it got this boost. But I, I like, think that's more to do with more to do with content and licensing, though. Like Paramount yeah. are launching their own. Um, streaming platform though, so it'll a be on that, thing. you know, basically. I was gonna say though, it's probably it's, it could also be a case of like realistically, we just say like an episode of Friends at the height of its popularity got like no, obviously these aren't real numbers. Got ten thousand views. Spin City got like two thousand views. These shows are over ten years old now. When you put them on air, they're gonna get significantly less amount of views. So, Spin City will get like, you know. A quarter of the amount of views and friends will get a quarter amount of views but friends numbers will be I, I was watching Spin City going like maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe it's already been done but I'm just going is there a 20 minute podcast and watching episodes of Spin City and talking about it? anyway 
Almost definitely. There's no, there's probably not. But you can. <laughs> there, there, prob- you there can must be a like. There, there's one for everything really at this point. But be curious to see. Um, okay, I suppose we should move it on. Are there any sitcoms you can think back on that you like watched growing up or miss or not miss, but I don't know. Or were you sitcom people liked, at all? Uh, oh yeah, I loved Just Shoot mm-hmm. Me. I loved. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember Just Shoot Me. I loved Just Shoot Me. I loved the one with Helen Hunt. Mad about you? Um, mad you don't about see you. that at all. Um, nope. Uh, there was another one I quite liked that I can't remember. Well, I, I loved. We talked about it before. Um, when I was a kid, I loved the the one about the female cartoonist, Caroline in the City. Caroline in the City. I think yeah, I just loved it. Um, as we're naming oh, these, I I'm like, buy, I want to go and buy the DVD collection of Mad About You. I think yeah, I would see. I would have watched lots of sitcoms. I think the reason you don't see them is just they just make more of them. They're too old. Mm. Yeah, yeah, or, or like you probably just go watch something new. Spin ultimately. City ended in two thousand and two. That was six oh, no, seasons. That's twenty. That years was ago. nineteen years ago. Yeah, they're they're just. It'd be like watching. I, I was fourteen. I remember watching Taxi on like a Saturday night at one in the morning on network two watching spin city now would be like watching taxi in the 90s the reason you don't see them on tv is because when would you put them on that there's too much new stuff anyway like it's too you'd, de- you'd have to be very stuck old. for content to put on uh, i'm surprised already don't show it not only is it not only is it two decades old but the that style of comedy has just not relevant anymore who are, the, who are the clips I sent you? I sent you as I was watching it. It was like Jennifer Garner's in an episode. George Wendt. Colbert. Woody Harrelson. Stephen Colbert pops up. But these are all in like the first. Early in the first series. I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot of people in this. Christopher Lloyd appears at one point. Um, I haven't got to that. I just remember the episode. Um, though. Mm. Sorry, I, I said six seasons earlier. They only did four. Did they only do four? Four with Michael J. Fox, two with Charlie Sheen. Shh. Oh. They did four seasons. And Heather Locklear showed up. I don't know if I'm going to have to discount that whole back two seasons in the way that Brian has clearly blocked out the trauma. Yeah, I would. Charlie Sheen. Uh, Fuck that guy. Yeah, mad about. Piece of uh, shit. Ma- ma- Matt, what was that one he had? Um, men or something? Two and a half, two and a half men. men or something? Mm. God, you know what? That, that That's the type of sitcom, though, I never liked. Two fake too staged rubbish I've never liked that that kind of sitcom take cheap you know it's awful truly awful and I like really bad Mm. shows did the same guy who did that do everyone loves Raymond though I don't think so Chuck Lorre no I don't think so I don't think that was everybody loves Raymond Everybody loves Ray. Even though I do like King of Queens, that's great. I think I like King of Queens for Patton Oswalt and Jerry Stiller. Chuck Lorre. We all know this one. Huh? What's the most interesting fact about Chuck Lorre? Come on. Oh, um, oh, uh, uh, he wrote the Ninja Turtles theme tune? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chuck Lorre did Sybil. Dharma and Greg, Grace Under Fire. I watched all of those. Yeah. Suddenly Susan. 
Did anybody watch the seventh? But he did. Season? He did. He did not do. Everyone loves Raymond. Hmm. I did watch Suddenly Susan, and I can't remember what it was about at all. Hmm. Neither can I. Other than I like was it also in a magazine? What was it about? I think it was a magazine too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it just sort of had similar "Just Shoot Me" vibes. I always liked the one in "Just Shoot Me." Who was the Joe Rogan in "Suddenly Susan"? I don't know. Um, There was definitely a Joe Rogan type. Type. Yeah. Um, Do you you ever watch? There was "Wings" as well. Took place in a small airport. (laughs) Wings. I liked Wings. Wings was much older, no? Maybe. I liked Wings. I liked Wings. Um, I liked there was one I had there that I liked um, according to Jim no sorry no you didn't well, um, I could, look no, it's I, it's, like, I don't I think did. it's any I also liked Ace of a Roos with t- I oddly liked that one and I don't did you? understand it. yeah I James J- I had a lot of heart are, are you in are you in Quaco denial you, you know what um I didn't like her, but well, I didn't like her before Harley Quinn. She's great as Harley Quinn. Right. Um, I think she is concertedly trying to distance herself from a lifetime of sitcom work. And well, it's I, a I, terrible show. It's a bad show. Which show? Which one? Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, I never really it's watched truly it. Awful. It's um, I loved, it's I loved uh, my wife and kids. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Wayne Logue. And what's uh, his what's his brother's? Wait, Donald Logue plays a brother. In a simple rules or in? Uh, my wife and kids. Who? Wait, okay. That was Donald Logue, wasn't kids? it? I thought that was Damon Wayans. Yeah, the Wayans. Oh, Wayans brother. What's the one with Donald Logue? What was that called? My wife and kids was good. I actually I like that. But uh, what was the one with Donald Logue? I don't. Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Place was also very good. I watched the crap out of that. I can't believe that's the same Ryan Reynolds when you think about it. That's really weird. But also he hasn't changed. It's still the same. That's what I mean. He he hasn't changed. It's literally the same Ryan Reynolds. He's perfect. He did that and it was obviously popular enough to run for a few seasons. Mm -hmm. And then he tried for a long time to kind of break into movies. And it wasn't Van Wilder. No, he he was working. He was. Wor- I'm not saying he wasn't working, but he what he they weren't. Man, Just Friends, one of the best Christmas movies ever. Who was Hannibal King in Blade Trinity? Yeah, I I think he had a bunch of success. He just wasn't getting that sort of super. The nines, I wouldn't call those successes. Was awesome. I think they were. If you haven't watched the nines, watch the nines. It's un- unreal. No, Ryan Reynolds. I, I watched uh, most successful man in Hollywood. I would say the nines gave me a panic right. attack. Nestor Carbonell was the Joe Rogan type I was remembering from Nestor Susan. Nestor Carbonell. Do I know him? Yes. He played Anyways. Richard Alpert in Lost. He's got the wonderful The eyebrows? One uh eyelashes. Eyelashes, yes, I know the Looks man. like he's wearing eyeliner. Insists he isn't. Uh he's the mayor in Dark Knight, right? He, oh, yeah, I can't remember. I watched that film so many times and I've forgotten so much of it. He is the mayor, isn't he? He is the mayor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he kind of looks evil, but he's nice. Mm. But he can also play evil. Mm. Yeah, we yes. don't know that he's nice. Yeah, but he, he, what, 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 what do we think? Is he 
is he wearing eyeliner or not what do we think um, nah he's not he's not they're incredible yes like they're yes. ridiculous yeah but like yeah. how he do that this has nice eyes fair enough anyway um, Eric Idle showed up in the last season of Suddenly Susan and I completely forgot about that how many seasons of Suddenly Susan should somebody see to see Suddenly Susan oh Jesus Christ no one's good ever we've just alienated 90% of our four seasons nobody knows what we're talking about anymore hey she's on TikTok now so she's relevant again so watch Nestor Carbonell Brooke Shields she's on TikTok now oh I was thinking Grace Under Fire she's broke now Grace I recently read just like two days ago she's Super broke and she's struggling to survive. Brett Butler, I think that's her name. Well, America is tough. Let's move on. What if? Oh, Brett Butler. I know her from things. Oh, that's kind of sad. Grace Under Fire. Oh, that's really sad. No, I never watched Grace Under Fire. She was in something else I watched. You liar. What else have you seen her in? If you've seen her in something um... else, she wouldn't be broke. She did Grace Under Fire and then she went broke. Oh, well, she looks familiar. Um, Brett Butler, if you recognize her for something, let us know and prove Brian wrong. Um, Did you just watch What If this week? Yes. Wow. She's in The Walking Dead. No, that's just a zombie. Stop. Stop. The leftovers. She Did you watch What If? Was she? I don't remember that. Yeah. Did yes, I watched What If. I want to talk about the leftovers. Now I haven't watched season two yet. So very, if it's a tough old watch, it's good, but it's a tough watch. It's great, but we should yeah. probably talk about What If because I don't mind. I don't mind. If you want to talk about it. the leftovers, I haven't seen the leftovers. <laughs> Let's watch the no, leftovers no, no, and no. talk about that when we've seen it. Um. No. What if? But in the meantime, let's talk about what if. I'll start. Go on. Just because uh, we've established that if Brian tells you what he thinks, then you think it. I'd agree with him. Yeah. I... Who gave you this power? (laughs) Brian manipulated me over a year. He groomed me. It's fair. I'm very manipulative. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, don't blame Brian. It's my fault. I'm super impressionable. Also, uh, you have to say... I told him to say that. So, yeah. Brian's got a real Crystalia vibe these days, looking at him. How dare you? <laughs> Did you shave the beard? Take that back. I don't understand that reference. I do not like that man. Before <laughs> I found out those things about him, I was not a fan. So the guy who was cancelled from that crap movie was actually... Yes. But do you yeah, see what Brian I'm saying? Like yeah. <laughs> No, 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 dude. Oh, why is he showing us his no, groin? Brian. That's a real Dalia move. <laughs> it is. I was like, wow, he's really owning this. Brian, they're terribly wrong for you. These are shorts. I'm wearing shorts. They're, they're short shorts. That is Anyways, the defense. What if? What if was a little bit more of what Those I get deleted about. automatically, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, have, we, have we all seen that? Nobody is screen recording this. Have we all seen that though? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but We've seen what? <laughs> the moment when uh, Delia realizes that 
amazing. Someone can still find a way to save a Snapchat. It's a live video podcast where they're talking about Snapchat and somebody had saved their kids' Snapchats. There was a story I, I think it was going a teacher, on. A teacher had slept with a kid. Yeah, and they found and out about she, it because... She, yeah, she had sent Jesus. him Snapchats and stuff and then they found the Snapchats. And he was like, but like, how do they do that? Because those are like automatically deleted and they just point out to him that, you know, there's still ways and maybe you screen grab it or somebody took a photo with the phone a second device or something and you can see him in real time just kind of go yeah you just know he's sent inappropriate things to people yeah anyways i i the guy gave me creepo vibes the free actors give me creepo vibes when you see them he was one of them wasn't a shock or surprise. yeah so like when you saw him you got creep vibes from him immediately mm. right so you can understand why i'm upset when you say <laughs> i look like a guy that immediately gives a person creep vibes but you know that you give people well, you creep just flashed vibes. us what let's move on what if this just week's episode us. was uh what oh, if Brian, t'challa no, had like become star lord what if was yes. that was... i i'm upset now i loved it loved it Oh, you're upset that Shalak came Star-Lord. That's rude. So what did you love about it, Kevin? This this was a little bit more of what I was talking about in terms of the what-ifness of the possibility things, you know? It's like kind of... Just to touch on a few notes of it that I really liked. I liked the... The... Um, Thanos. Thanos seeing the error of his ways. And then the kind of joke about genocide and how like it would be efficient. That was all quite funny. And how he kind of essentially, even though it became good, he still couldn't live it down due to kind of like, you know, just banter and stuff. Um, I thought uh, Nebula was very, very cool in it. Um, her, the kind of that spin on her was awesome. Uh, the collector got a big old what if in a form of a rock and body and a six pack and cool. Yeah, things. I was looking at that um, going like, is there some canon around the collector that we are supposed to get from Benicio del Toro that, like, if we had seen Benicio del Toro in a fight, is he like a shit house, like a brick shit house? Like, yeah, is he yeah. is he some OP know, character he's... that we just never got to see fight? He's related to the Grandmaster, isn't he? And he's supposed to be immensely powerful. Hmm. Um. So I like. Isn't that the that... story? I thought. You probably, probably. I also liked. You'd... I liked Kurt Russell showing up at the end. I thought that was awesome because we're saying like if these, if there's going to be some sort of accumulation at the end of these, what if episodes, and there's a result of something that could be really interesting. What kind of? Because Peter Quill is there with the headphones, mopping and sweeping. He's obviously probably not super content. With that one felt to me more like uh, we're not coming back to this one, though. You felt that way because I was kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was Com- thinking compared they, to last they week, had to I, build these two characters. No, to to me, last week felt like you know we'll be coming back to this, but the way they ended this one kind of felt like oh things might go bad here. We we won't know but maybe things won't go so well and that's the end of that but you see that that's, that's where i then I that's where i then get sort of like why do you think last week's is going to be any more a uh, a substantial or a follow-on effect than this week's like i do feel like they could end all of these episodes I suppose with like we, but I, I, because I, I, we're I going to see captain carter they can again. use hey yeah they can use Haley atwell 
as an actor in the Captain Carter role and that would look cool. They're not going to have an evil uh, Star-Lord. No, but basically what I'm trying to say though, it's an easier thing to use uh, Captain Carter as she's a more intriguing, cooler character. I, I don't think it's than... even that though because... Yeah, Brian's right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, the thing is, what what's about to happen at the end of that episode or what potentially could happen we already know because it's what almost happened in guardians 2 so what they're saying is the crisis they averted in guardians 2 might now happen because there's a different star lord so we actually know how that's going to play out to play out yeah well he's going to be a version of star lord that can contain ego's power without having the support structure of the guardians to pull him back from that yeah, but it's it's going to consume the planet. Is essentially, yeah, yeah. So like we know it's going to play. It's, it, he won't even be Star Lord anymore. It's just gonna, it's going to be the end of the world, and that's it. But it ends see, there. Oh, you think so? You think that what if story is over? But you're discounting so, yeah. the idea yeah. that like we just saw that like that's interesting. You know, that that planet has a Wakanda. It has a Star Lord in T'Challa. It has Thanos. It has Ravagers. Like why wouldn't the heroes of that world unite to stop the celestial taking over the celestial or eternal celestial taking over the i'm getting confused between the sort of various giant metaphysical marvel creatures the eternals are who we're seeing in the movie let's, coming let's get on. into that another time because that that's there's a lot but there. nowhere is the head of what a celestial celestial but the searcher okay. the, that we the, saw the cele- in the, the eternals celest- is a celestial Mm-hmm. Okay. The celestial ego is a celestial. Yeah. The celestials created the Eternals and the Deviants. Mm. That's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. So you think we're not coming back to Pratt and Russell? I'm not. I'm not saying we definitely won't. Yeah. But that ending to me felt more like the cliffhanger Twilight Zone type ending that. Okay, fair. That's what it felt like to me. Whereas last week felt like a setup for. Mm. We also know Captain Card is going to appear in more episodes this season. We do know that. What, what do are we, we basing that on? Do? I think we. I don't watch trailers for these things. Just even in interviews and stuff, I think she appears in. I think even. Actually, yeah, T'Challa or Bozeman did actually record more dialogue as well. So maybe okay. we'll be coming back. But I don't know if it's necessarily going to deal with that. Because potentially, mm-hmm. we're assuming these are all different universes, but potentially T'Challa exists in a universe where Captain Carter is leading an Avengers team and Chris Pratt's ego thing is going to happen. I'm going to build towards that as a threat on Earth. I don't know. We're, we're, lots, lots to see. Lots to see. Did you like the Howard the Duck cameo? Yes. Although... Why does he get martinis and no one else does? People are just like sitting and sad and stuff. Why does he get a couch and a martini? Mm. That is true. Because he'll die otherwise. Do you know a thing I saw that was... alcohol dependency. Oh, does he? I'm guessing. Okay, I'm guessing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I heard a... uh, My my brother Benny said that... um, I think he's a writer's... We're discussing the different like cameo voice roles, acting or whatever. And he said that um, Batista was approached to voice... 
Drax in this episode. But basically, they didn't hear uh, back from him. Uh, yeah, no one responded in time. That's what I heard as well, yeah. That there was a bit of a miscommunication that they... And it makes sense because they, they got a lot of people back for for stuff. So it wouldn't make sense for them to not want not him to. back, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's, that's the thing, though. Like, kind of... Like, there's not as much drama and politics and this stuff as people kind of think there are to a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as in, like, kind of... People have schedules. Like, it's so hard to do these things that are producing and making things align in time-wise and all that kind of stuff. So, like kind of like he's he's obviously in Guardians of Galaxy 3 yep is, is there like some animosity like do people like does he no, resent I, I think, Disney I or? think he's just kind of vocal about things rather than smoothing things over and kind of pretending like things aren't taking place mm-hmm. so when Gunn was under fire he was quite quick to jump in and support him when people asked why he wasn't in suicide squad he was quick to say that he got paid more to do army of the dead than what warner brothers were willing to pay him to do suicide squad so i I think i I, I think it's just more that he doesn't we're so we're so used to people just like giving a very diplomatic diplomatic response he just kind of says what it is which doesn't necessarily indicate animosity you know because i think we've kind of said that before as well as that as cutthroat as it is, and it is cutthroat at the same time, if they need or want to, then anything that's happened in the past is kind of also quickly forgiven yeah, the, the, the second they want you. Yeah. So it can it can be it can be brutal and it can be, yeah. you know, probably fucking the meanest place to work. But also when when they need you or want you, then yeah, it's so superficial. It's so superficial that you know. They have no problem pretending that uh, that nothing yeah. happened, and that's yeah, yeah. I understand that. You know, business is business in that sense. You know, yeah. um, what did you think of what if? I liked it. I thought though, I think this time, I thought Yondu looked very cool, but um, and, you know, I like I like uh, the design of T'Challa. You know, the kind of the variant of his Star Lord, his type of Star Lord, but um. I felt like kind of the style of animation better suited the previous episode than this episode. Yeah. There's places as well you know? where it looked a bit stiffer because mm. the lighting or something. Yeah, just I don't know just the was. nature of stuff. It looked a little, little less smooth, a little stiffer. The action didn't, was a bit kind of felt kind of choppier. Um, I, I did like though, kind of and maybe maybe i'm completely wrong in saying this because it's just it's it's kind of more of an after the fact thing it felt really really like really and i don't mean this in a bad way but like they really kind of pandered to chadwick and i really felt like they were making him the best hero ever you know that kind of way like i got the i got the impression that like he was the ultimate like he was saving galaxies and worlds and planets and he was really everybody liked him he's a good dude you know Uh, yeah like i think that was the the point of the story is that he's this you know he's got that charisma and influence and that's mm. i think that was the point is that that that's who t'challa is that you know no you know, matter where you put him the guy is Amazing. he's a king he's you know or he's he's what a king should be you know yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
very nice though very good yeah it's sad it's kind of strange to think mm. that you know he recorded that stuff three years ago i think really i think it was yeah so yeah or at least when it would have started that would you know when he probably recorded that stuff initially would have been maybe three years ago um it's nice to have something new from him after mm. but it's also it's bittersweet you know oh yeah 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 it is very sad and to be fair you know that's always going to be a little tragic thing on the mcu mm-hmm. you know what could have been um, I'm happy we got to see as much from those we did. Yeah, you know, we kind of got more than we got more than one movie, at least. So, mm-hmm. and has has he shot stuff for Black Panther two? No, don't think so. I wonder how they're what they're going to do with that. How they're going to they're, they're like? Do you think they're going to recast? Not recast, but do you think they're going to have a new Black Panther? Yeah. Do you think they're going to be? Do you think they have? A, yeah, do you think do you know who's going to be? It's hard to say. I wouldn't have been surprised if it was going to be Shuri because she takes up the mantle in the comics. But the actor kind of put their foot in it a couple of months back. And I wonder that maybe we haven't heard much from her since as well. So I wonder, is that because they told her, hey, look, we're lining you up to take up the mantle here. So, you know. Keep your head low. Top on. Yeah. 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 Stop being such a fucking mouthy idiot. I'm not sure if I can say that, but she just said some stupid stuff. Yeah, though, yeah, good, good episode. I don't know what the next episode is going to be about. Don't, don't spoil it on me. Do you know what it's going to be about? No, I know what episode four is, but I don't know what the next one is. No. That's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. I did not think it was Benicio del Toro. Was that Benicio del Toro? Apparently, it was. Now, like, look, I'm watching it. I'm watching it half the time, going like, "Is that the original voice actor?" And I keep on meaning to Google, Google, yeah. Google, but fucking hell. Um, I mean, I think we mentioned it last week or the week before that it's not uncommon for them to hire soundalikes and stuff. So they they might like even if you see a person's name in the credits, that might just mean that they came in and did one or two lines, and then somebody else came in and essentially did an impression for the rest of the dialogue but he's credited as being in the episode so he he did something in the episode yeah whether he's but it did not sound very different take on the character compared to what we saw him do live action 100 percent yeah but i suppose though like you know live action it's, it's a physical thing you know and then if he's just doing the voice acting uh, he can kind of ramp it up and the character was different to be fair different character mm-hmm. you know um, Collector is a fascinating character though uh, but uh, I liked how it ended I liked the uh, the pink the poor pink slave he has a servant getting her own on, on back on him and then like like opening up it all for everybody just to kind of like you know surround him and stuff very very cool T'Challa getting back with his father very nice um. Yeah, and actually, to be honest, I thought that stuff looked great. Those characters look great. Mm-hmm. You know, more over some of the stuff that was like happening uh, on the spaceship or where the collector stuff was. You know, did, did the guy come back who did the voice of the 
you know his the guy who always says he's his best friend and stuff like that like who was fighting around the st- at start he's an actor he's in blood diamond yeah. and things yeah, like that yeah he did yeah that was, that was him. him as well he's brilliant what's his name i know it begins with demon i think demon okay demon yeah fair play demon come back from that like, you know? I, I don't i don't know if i'm pronouncing that need, right but they need to give him they need to give him a marvel role that guy is a phenomenal actor but they did <laughs> No, but like I know, I know yeah, did, I know. but like and this thing we saw him again in um, Captain Marvel, remember? So he's been in it twice now, playing the same character. Oh yes, he was in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's fucking he's an incredible looking person. Like he's just yeah, I know. He's, yeah, he's very beautiful. Yeah, or he's just and, like he's got such fantastic presence, and yeah. he's been wasted in in the MCU he, he should have he uh, kind of a significant like he, I think he would have been a great Black Panther as well had he not been cast as oh phenomenal yeah. phenomenal he would have been ideal you know mm-hmm. be interesting to see how they go with the Black Panther and who's next and stuff I do hope they do it justice though you know like what what Chadwick did and what that movie did is not to be sniffed at you know yeah. and they need to they need to do it right and I think I trust that they will you know I do trust that they will I really yeah, I, I think, I think they've really deferred to Ryan Coogler on what to do next. Who's he? The director of the first one. Okay, so okay, I think sorry. they they really trusted him with how to proceed and how to kind of depict the character on screen, and yeah, I, from from the sounds of it, 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 it sounds like they're really letting him guide it and decide how to proceed um so i think i i think it's in safe hands there coogler's well he to be fair he probably did the like controversial opinion but like he probably directed the best rocky movie yeah creed's unreal creed is a very good movie i like you know i liked it he's um he's a great director and he's i've watched him kind of talk about various things you know since he kind of first came on the scene he's uh mm. he's a very smart guy he's very interesting to listen to to talk um mm. so yeah i'm glad that they by the looks of it have deferred to to him and i think i think whatever they do I, i'd be shocked if what happens next with with the film I, i'd be shocked if it if it was bad if, if it kind of upset a lot of people i mean obviously can't please everybody but mm. i'd be i'd be very surprised if 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 what happened next wasn't very appropriate and honored mm. not just bozeman but just who would you like to see as black panther is there a character in the mcu already that you think would be great because i thought the leader of the i can never say it right the more uh, um the, the his his guys Dora Milaje, yeah, yeah. I I think she would be awesome. Why isn't she Black Panther? Yeah, so she's she is it to do a bloodline? Um, I don't know. To to be honest, I don't I don't I don't really I don't really want to see anybody yet. Not that out of a problem if they do, kind of pass it to someone, but I don't need to see that resolved soon just yet. yeah because um i think what i i, I, th- I think the the most important thing about 
those films anyway is the representation and not just of one oh. one character but and I, I think that's that's a good move as well the fact that it's called Wakanda forever that it's 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 about a collective yeah. of uh, you know it's about what embodies yeah, yeah. Well, do you think we'll ever see Michael Jai White in the in the MCU? I wouldn't be surprised if we do. I don't think he'll ever be. He's a little bit yes, anybody kind of... major. Um, was he pushing to be somebody at one point? Just more because he, you know, he he's kind of. He's older now, I guess, right? Yeah, like it's it's like, not even that. Right. I I think it's just. Yeah, I, I... I'd I'd love to see because I I know he kind of did spawn and stuff back in the day and things. And uh, but I'd like to see him kind of land a huge role. He's a he's 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 another actor who's he's worked hard. You know, be nice to see him get some of that superhero money, superhero fame, I should say. Yeah, I wonder who he could kind of play at this point. Not that there's nobody like I think he could play anybody. I'm not saying anything to do with age or anything like that. I'm just kind of wondering who exists that he'd be. A good fit for and i'm talking more in a, a kind of a casting and stuff like that because he's he's a big guy so i know yeah like, yeah blade but they already have blade. blade yeah mm. and he's he's the but sort of same the vintage who's... as snipes really isn't he yeah like a bit young i, I think he's younger but, but he's think... like he's a big guy so yeah. that does kind of limit how big is he I'm talking more like in terms of his his musculature his, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I think I think it, like yeah, he's yes, I know he's a he's yeah. a he's a buff dude. Yeah, um, ooh, bishop could be a cool bishop from the future. Yeah, that's a good shit. You know, we're not we're but we're not gonna have the X Men up like really in this in this universe. Um, but like uh, he'd actually make an awesome bishop because he bishop is a big buff guy as well. Mm. Yeah, he'd be a good bishop. You know how people in, in, in war-torn post-apocalyptic futures with low resources suddenly become bodybuilders? You know how that works, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What, you know, what else are you going to do but lift shit out of the way yeah. all day? Make sure you consume a surplus of calories. Yes. Um, he buys his groceries from the past. That's uh, Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's like Goodnight Sweetheart. Another great sitcom. They uh, they did a little revival episode of that show. I think it was probably like a soft pilot and it didn't get picked up and go anywhere, but I would have liked it. The time door reopens and he comes from the 1950s to 2020 and the world has changed drastically. So now he's an alien in the 2020s in the same way that he was an alien in the 1940s Ooh. the first time. I liked that when it was called Captain America. Ow, Brian. God, sass much? Meow. Oh, I really want to watch Black Panther now, and it's the next movie we're going to watch when we're obviously we're still in the recap of the MCU, and we're going to watch Black Panther next, and it's now after watching what if I really want to watch it. Okay, I'm reading Hero Reborn at the moment. It's a Marvel run. Um, I just said I'd give it a shot because uh, it's an easy kind of just book to get into, and it's a brand new one. Blade wakes up in a world where Captain America was never found or in frozen or whatever the avengers never came to be and instead it's a squadron supreme blade's the only person who remembers the world the way it was oh. uh nobody else does so the superheroes 
like everything has taken a real change and the world is completely is different. Is that brand new, is it? Um, Col- Colson is the president of America. Yeah, it's brand new. Um, the Squadron Supreme features Hyperion, I think it is, who's like the Superman guy. Um, oh, God, why am I... Spe- Cap- Captain Spectrum, is it? Or... Spe- do you know the guy who's all like spacey, coloured, focused? But Blade ends up, I think, trying to find... Who's it? Jeez, I just read it. And I can't even remember. Doom Doom attacks the White House and has the, the, the same gemstone that turns Juggernaut into Juggernaut. So you see like a Jugger Doom, which is cool. Um, I thought that was the name of the TV yeah. show. No, that's Bigadoom. Okay. Um but yeah, uh, so that's it's kind of like it's just funny that it's kind of just a book that came out kind of came out very what if ish. That's kind of interesting, you know. So moving us on then, because I had you watch it. Um I'm your woman on Prime with um a bunch of people. Um Did you both watch it? I tried to. Oh, you didn't like it, Brian. Not that I didn't like it, I just an hour later, I wasn't watching it. I was like, oh. Uh, I'm Your Woman's a crime drama that's new to Amazon Prime probably a month ago, I think it came out. Rachel Brosnahan. It came out last year. Arinza Kanan. No, it didn't, did it? It's from 2020. Go fucking away. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You, t- you told us it was new and it came out in 2020. Yeah. I thought it was new. Yeah. I was also I was thinking, like, geez, like, I don't. No, normally kind of like like kind of hang out with people who lie to me so strange I give him a second chance. Rachel Brosnahan Narinza Kenney I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right Bill Heck uh, Frankie Aiden's having a moment <laughs> Marcia Stephanie Blake uh, Marceline Hugo did we is Marceline Hugo the person we were getting mixed up with uh, Margot Martindale or who who was the other no no okay um, did you enjoy it Kevin and out and And did i enjoy it yeah Yeah. i would say yes very much so i thought it was really fun not really fun i thought it was really good i liked it um i went back and watched the trailer after watching it because i remember thinking the trailer made this look much more action fun crime thrillery a little bit of like it looked like Brosnahan's kind of John Wick moment where she'd have to like step up and be the action person because her husband had been killed, kidnapped or otherwise. Now, watching the trailer back, having seen the movie, I'm like, no, it doesn't actually promise that at all. But it, it mm-hmm. there's definitely, if you go back and watch the trailer, there's different, there's alt line takes for like, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a scene where he goes, you know what your husband does? And she goes, he's a thief. He steal things and the take in the trailer is like he's a thief he steal things like it's much more she's sassier and she's more with it like mm. in this movie um I almost was that in this movie Jean Rachel Brosnan plays Jean who is the wife of Eddie Eddie is a crook who is involved in we don't really know what we see her and her new baby um sort of keeping house while Eddie plans some sort of and this baby is a baby Eddie just brought home to her. Yeah. She did not give birth to the child. Yeah, there's kind of a mystery at the start of the movie as to where the baby even came from. But we see them planning some sort of job. And in the first sort of 10 minutes of it, the job goes wrong. We don't see the job. We just see one of his 
crew come back and said, we need to get you out of this house. You need to get to safety. You need to whatever. And so she's off trying to make sense of what's happening to her as she is sort of dragged hither and thither by some of Eddie's crew. Um, she's always kind of off off beat or, or, or like off balance. Out of the loop. And out of the loop. So when you yeah. watch the trailer and it looks like she's kind of on top of things, it's like, that's not who this character is. So it's kind of a little, I don't know, miss sell mm-hmm. on the trailer point. Um, not to say that she isn't competent and she, she takes control of the situation ultimately, but like she spends a lot of this movie going, I don't know what the fuck is happening. You enjoyed it, did you? Yes, I really liked it. Yep. Yep. I thought it was great, but I didn't see any trailer or anything that I, I just, you just kind of asked would I watch it or would we watch it? Um, yeah, I liked it. Like, kind of good drama, good thriller. Um, it's like sometimes I like I do like to watch things that like don't have to have like too much action in mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, uh, I liked a lot of the actors. I I wasn't familiar with her, mm-hmm. and you said you when you said oh this is a movie with this lady in it. I I wasn't familiar with her. Um, but um, I know the guy who played Cal and Art who plays his father. The guy who plays Art was in a TV show I used to watch when I was younger that I absolutely loved. What show was that? I can't remember what the name uh, of it exactly was. Oh, he was in Banshee, yeah. yes. Yeah, Banshee, but he was in something else as well. But um, I want to say, I thought he was in The Wire. Boston Public, but maybe it wasn't The Wire. But uh, anyways, he's a really, really good actor. Um, just one of those ones that you just see on a few things and you really like, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, oh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was I actually really liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. What I did you see, Carlin? I had I, I don't think I'd ever seen him before, and like he's got a great presence he, and a great charisma about him. I liked him a lot. He's um, this is the first time I saw him with hair, so I know that much. Uh, Rachel Brosnan is of course the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who is in three seasons, going on four of Amy oh, Sherman Palladino's. Okay, okay. Uh, period comedy drama would you call it that um, are you, I would are you fans of Mrs. Maisel I haven't watched it yet oh. any reason why no, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm still, I don't like I'm the still premise still young sorry say that again Kevin I'm still a young person no what no you're not um, what did you don't you don't like what Brian the premise oh yeah, I don't know why. Just, I mean, I like the Gilmore Girls, but this doesn't sound like something I want to watch. Even though I know I'll probably like it when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, just that's fair enough. Straight away, I'm just. I don't think I generally like the concept of period pieces, because those people are all dead. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. So, nothing historical for you. Preferably not. Yeah. Nothing. That's so weird. What? Because they're dead. Is, is, dead that, is that why you like you, you? You sorry. You switched off of "I'm Your Woman" because this is the seventies. They're all dead now. They're all dead now. Yeah. Brian, like, your parents were alive in the seventies. This could have been them. Yeah, but they're still alive, and I know they're still alive. As far as yes. you're concerned, everyone that was in "I'm Your Woman." I'm is watching dead. something in the past. Why am I not watching them in the present? If they're still alive, because they're probably be harder to do it in the present because of iPhones and social media and CCTV and all that kind of stuff. That's why you're gonna get just more and more stuff set in the past. It's easy to write it. Um, those, period pieces. Those people are period all dead. dramas. I like them. 
I like them. I was in I was in Kilkenny Castle last week. That's a place from the past. And n- normally that kind of decadence and kind of affluent lifestyle and decor and stuff kind of makes me uncomfortable and I don't like it. But walking around this old house and seeing the paintings, the sculptures, the like I basically I've changed. But uh although I don't like how the elements of those things or how they were acquired or whatever um, it's like it's still fascinating to see it you know a glimpse in that kind of past you know you're seeing drawn rooms from like the late 1800s early 1900s and it's just it's just fascinating stuff hmm. I like a good period drama I really do yeah well I so I liked this movie I don't mind them when I start watching them it's just the from the outset I'm you don't connect to the, yeah. I'm less inclined when, you know, because those people are dead. Um, what's the one? Uh, Pride and Prejudice, Keira Knightley. That's a good film. Yes. Emer had a dream that I had an affair with Keira Knightley. I don't think she was angry or upset. I think she was just more impressed. I was also begging to be back with her. In the dream with back with Emer, not Keira Knightley. Wait, in her, in Emer's dream, you were having an affair with Kira yes. Knightley, but begging to be back with yes. Emer. So Kira Knight was keeping you in some sort of no, no, that wasn't begging. I wasn't begging Kira Knightley to let me go back to Emer. I was begging Emer to take me back after I had been. Oh, you'd had an unfaithful. affair. Oh, okay. Yes. And she was just impressed that you'd got with Kira Knightley. No, she was upset. Did that uh, carry over into your waking life? No, no, no. no. Okay. Able to separate the dreamscape Normal. from the. Yes, she's not Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> and then you took off your face and shining light. <laughs> I liked this movie as much as anything because of the aesthetic of it. The. Yeah. They were. Because uh, of the aesthetic of it, they were very much trying to like capture some of that sort of seventies sense of cinematography. Um, I looked up the guy who's the cinematographer on it, a guy called Bryce Fortner. He did uh, Ingrid Goes West, and Professor Marsden and the Wonder Women, and um, Dollface, a couple other things as well. Um, I'd love, I know it probably won't, well, it won't, it won't ever happen, but like I grew up reading Frank Miller, Daredevil yeah. and stuff. I would love a Daredevil With movie. this aesthetic. I'd like if Marvel did it. But I'd like it. I'd like if Marvel did a little bit of that, even like kind of doing a superhero movie, like Fantastic Four, properly in this yeah, Fantastic Four in the fifties or sixties. That's what they're doing. Oh, yeah. that's what they're doing, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe we talk about in that the sixties. I think. But I'd so. love. I'd love. Yeah, but that, that suits them perfectly. You know, I'd love to see. I would love to see a seventies Daredevil movie. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm your woman, uh, Bryce Fortner, the cinematographer. <laughs> Not to spoiler alert though. Spoiler, spoiler alert about I'm yeah. your woman. I'm gonna say something really yeah. spoilery. I liked yeah. it. The only thing I think I didn't really like was how she put together that like Eddie was married to Terry. Cause I just I was just like, how would you get yeah. that? Like I, I just I just don't understand how that was. She made some logical leaps that. to figure out that Terry was the ex wife and that Paul was Eddie's kid. Um Yes. There, I like. I don't know that the movie warrants a lot of rewatching, but I kind of want to watch it again just for the aesthetic. There's a lot of um, telephoto zoom stuff happening, which is like real seventies. He made me think of things like um, 
Don't Look Now or The Long Goodbye or um, 70s crime show. <laughs> 70s crime movies. Like this cold sort of French rural connection. aesthetic. French connection. You know that sort of thing Dirty where it's Harry? like, where the, the, the shot is. Dirty Harry is a great example as well, which is somebody walking away in the distance yeah. on a hill and it just slowly it's, pulls away and it's the imperfection in the way the film is shot or the grain on it. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of shake yeah, 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 as exactly. it pulls away from yeah, that person. Love it. There's, there's loads yeah, of that lovely stuff in it, which made no, it look it funny when they did stuff like car chase stuff and suddenly it got super mm. crisp and you're like, you've switched to a less... Uh, like I, I feel like they had old lenses or specific mm. lenses for most of the talking stuff and then when they had to put a camera at risk they switched to something more contemporary and disposable I could be wrong on that but um, everything got mm. super crisp during the car car chase stuff um, Yeah, but sure. I, like I was thinking about that going you know is that a failure in maintaining their aesthetic or is that a little bit in line with the yes <laughs> it kind of is or is that a little bit in line with the uh the uh, compromises of filmmaking that even had to be made in the 70s. Like, it's in the spirit of the thing. You do what you have to do to get the shot. Yeah. It's still a failure, though, because they did what they had to do, and that's what they ended up with. Yeah. But they, they could still do what they did in the 70s. It's not like that became... That's true. It became easier to do, basically. And so, yes... They broke the visual language they established from the outset. Good movie. Good movie. I liked it. Yeah, I, I read. Sort of a film that I'd like us to watch. Go on. What is but it? I don't know if we'll be able to find it anywhere. It used to be on Netflix, came out about six years ago, but just kind of talking about the aesthetic and the style um, reminded me of it. It's got a couple of. Very kind of seventies again cinematography in it in a couple of moments, um, but I don't know if we'll be able to find it anywhere. So, what's the movie? I it's didn't hear it. Man. Too late, with John Hawkes, who you will know from Deadwood or Eastbound and Down, and it's very. Yeah, it, it's kind of it's a bit like um, the Long Goodbye kind of. It's got a detective. Ooh, yes, I know, I know, Brian. Yeah, 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 it's very good. Just in terms of, I've I've seen it, and I don't know anyone else has seen it, and I quite liked it, and I would like to talk about it with people to see what they think of it and if they like it. Well, you, you, I've not seen so it, that's but I the one. I, I, I think it was, I think it was on, um, I think it was on. My, why, my, to watch this for ages. Is it on Prime now? According to this, it's on Prime, but I looked for it on Prime before and I couldn't find it. Oh, don't if, if you search for something on Google and it tells you it's on Prime, it's just not. Yeah. You just have to search Prime. It's the worst thing ever. Um, it is on Prime. It's too late yeah. to apologize. All right, well then, we're going to throw late. too late onto the, the list for next week. I think is nice. Also, I have not. I've watched The Secret of Kells. All right. I have not watched um, Wolfwalkers. Wolfwalkers. Song of the Sea. And I don't. And I don't think I've seen Song Bread of the Sea. I think Song of the Sea is on Netflix. I think. 
and bread Maybe. breadwinners on no sorry song of the sea is on prime i think and, Nef- and netflix has breadwinner the breadwinner i it, think is what? breadwinner sort of uh topically relevant i think it might be <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that's about it's about a girl in afghanistan trying to work in a world run by the taliban uh. Ah, okay. Well, after her grandfather has disappeared, too late has Dyke and Lockman in it. It does. So um, I'm I'm on board. Great and altered carbon. You know what? I've liked her in some things, and I haven't liked her in other things. But I think she was great in Too Late. I can't remember if I liked her or not in Dollhouse. Having watched, having watched, all of I'm Your Woman. Or some of all, I'm your woman. What is a comparable crime movie from the past? I know you've just said too late, but let's go that era, 70s crime. French Connection, Long Goodbye. Yeah, because it's not quite, well, I guess there is a car chasey, crimey elements of it. Uh, Three Days of the Condor is one as well that I think of in terms of just like a lot of pottering around safe houses and things like that um magnum force and stuff right yeah that's the sort of clint eastwood dirty harry saga um was that wish the 70s one of them must have been in the 70s yeah i'm not sure what i'm looking for in terms of a film reference these are all very like fucking macho men charles Get bronson character. tearing up violence is there a Get character is a point break Point Blank with, with Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin, Point Blank, yes. Yeah. That's that's very much uh, in that style, I think. Mm. There's like the oh, there's a bunch of the 70s Mar- crime drama. Maritime stuff. Man. Chinatown. Chinatown is pretty, pretty uh, monumental in that whole 70s crime drama, right? It was 70s, but it's set in the, yeah, set in the 30s, I think. Oh, sorry. Have you seen Chinatown, Kev? No. no. It's a cool film. I always get it confused with um always get it confused with uh Kurt Russell's Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just like obviously just the names. Very different stupid. films. <laughs> yeah. But you know how it works in my head. Um oh god, uh Clute and the conversation I think are things as well that I'm thinking of in that sort of like this is the world that it's trying to sort of touch on, you know? That, that aesthetic mm. and it's like I think everybody in this fucking film was prettier than like an Elliot Gould and a, a Donald Sutherland and Gene Hackman Elliot Gould is gorgeous how dare you <laughs> he has a distinct look but he's not exactly he's, pretty he's gorgeous what are you talking about he's very handsome for those for those at home who's Elliot Gould he was Monica's dad and friends <laughs> I know who Elliot Gould is. <laughs> but he was very good looking. He, he was in uh, Just Shoot Me. No, not Just Shoot Me. He was in... Suddenly Susan? He was he, in Friends. He's he in MASH. Else? Oh, Altman. Am I just thinking of Robert Altman movies? Was he in Clueless? No. No. He's a fr- he's Friends. He's, ro- he's yeah, no, Ross's dad yeah, in Friends yeah. or something. Yeah, that's what I just said. But and he's, he's the casino else. owner in Ocean's Eleven. He's in MASH. Yeah. Did you ever see MASH? No. No, I've seen MASH. I've seen MASH over the years. Like, I've seen, like, A Few Good Men or, you know, Last of Summer Wines and stuff. Repeats on reruns and stuff. Those are very different things. (laughs) 
yeah, but Brian, Brian, they were like reruns on RTE during the summer at like fucking one o'clock and two o'clock in the day and three o'clock in the day. You know, that kind of stuff where it's just like there's nothing else to watch. I'm going to watch Last of the Summer Rhines. What was that other one? The one that was like the, the restaurant in France during World War Hello, hello. Yeah, like all that kind of stuff. The 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 one in the shopping center that was quite funny. Um, that are you being British served? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of odd to hear that place described as a shopping center. It was. It was like a a, a, a shopping mall, wasn't it? Hmm. Well, it was Depart- an, an old department an old department store. Department there you go. Store, yeah. yeah. It's still a shopping center, really. I guess we should wrap up. We're at. Uh, up two hours 11 minutes i think we should wrap up um but i think it can't be discounted that uh kevin watched uh three episodes of a new show that had luke evans in it so uh kevin if you could just tell us a little bit about uh that show that you watched with um luke evans oh it has luke evans i'm sorry we're out of time michael